0: Proverbs chapter 11. We're going to focus on verse number three as our text, or certainly for the majority of the message. The topic is integrity and the value of integrity. Like many of the Proverbs, this could be called a dichotomy, where you have a pro and a con, and the contrast is being made. Uh, and, and these two parts are being compared, uh, one illuminating, turning the light on, the other. So we'll read the first eight verses, because they do sort of flow in a, in a topic, although there's several uh, topics that we won't be dealing with. Verse 1, a false, a false balance is abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Then notice the theme of righteousness here through these next several verses. Righteous, uh, riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivereth from death. The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them, but transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. When a wicked man dieth, his expectation shall perish, but the hope of unjust men perisheth. The righteous is delivered out of, it, out of trouble, and the wicked cometh in his stead. So look back at verse number three. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. Let's talk a little bit about this idea of integrity. It's interesting there in verse three that you have these two contrasting thoughts, integrity and perverseness. Uh, They are opposite ends. They are contrasted with one another. The word integrity comes from the same root word from from which we get the word integer. An integer is a basic whole. You know, like your finger, that's an integer. It's different from your other fingers, but it stands alone. It's unique from the other fingers. In arithmetic, an integer is a whole number. It's not a fraction. It is a whole number. For example, one is an integer, two, three, four, five, et cetera. But each is whole and complete within itself and operates as itself in all the, you know, the mathematical uh, operations, addition, subtraction, etc. So you, you draw that out and integrity coming from that same root is talking about wholeness or entireness or the uh, in, uh, it indicates completeness of moral character. Like an integer, it's lacking nothing it needs. Nothing needs to be added to that character for it to be complete or whole. So you bring it now into scripture, and when you see the word integrity, it's talking about moral uh, soundness, purity, honesty, uprightness. Uh, It's translated uh, also blameless or upright in the scripture. If you want to put it the simplest way, integrity is simply, quote, doing the right thing the right way. Just do the right thing. That's integrity. And so these first several verses of Proverbs chapter 11, in making this, uh, drawing this conclusion about the benefit of righteous living and guiding and protecting uh, God's children, even in times of hardship, This verse is inserted, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. The root of that word is used often in wisdom literature. If we were to choose one character in the Bible where it is spoken of the most, it would be that very well-known man, Job. Job 1.1, 1, 1, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil. In chapter 2, verse 3, it says he is a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God. Chapter 2, verse 9, his wife threw the question at him, dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. Later on in the book, chapter 27 and verse 5, he said, God forbid that I should justify you till I die. I will not remove mine integrity from me. He was making a commitment that no matter what happens, I'm going to do the right thing no matter the cost. And Job thirty-one six, let me be weighed in an even balance that God may know mine integrity. So The the idea here is that as a child of God, it is essential that we have integrity. Not just in our spiritual life, but in our business life, in our financial life, in our relational life. We do the right thing. We say the right thing. We keep our word. We have integrity. You know, one of the biggest things that's harmed the testimony of Christ, maybe not the biggest, hard to quantify it, but it is people who claim to be Christians who lacked integrity. I have no idea how many times I've had somebody I was trying to witness to say something along the lines of, well, I know a person who said they were a Christian, and let me tell you what they did. Let me tell you how they acted. Let me tell you how they cheated me, on and on. A previous church had a contractor in the church, and he said to me, You know, Pastor, I'm tempted to not do any work for Christians. It's really hard coming to church, watching them drive in a new car and then not pay their bill. What's, that, what's he saying? I, I don't know who he was talking about. I didn't want to know. Who is he ta- What was he saying? They lacked integrity. Look, everything we do, every place we go, every interaction we have, we are giving a testimony for Christ. And the Bible says that the integrity of the upright shall guide them. So we're going to go to three passages rather quickly, three truths about integrity. Number one in this passage, it says integrity gives guidance. It gives direction. It said the integrity of the upright shall guide them. As I said, this this word or its roots are found primarily in the wisdom literature, in Job, Psalms, and here in Proverbs. And he says it will guide them. The integrity of the righteous will keep them on track. If you want to picture it this way, like a train on the tracks, the tracks are integrity, picturing integrity. You get your life uh, on the track of integrity, and you will end up at the right destination. Sunday nights, we've been looking at the life of Joseph. What an example. He didn't know what was coming next. He didn't know, you know, how he, he didn't know how it was all gonna work out, but by uh, showing integrity in every situation, it guided him to where God used him in such a great way. That word guide means to lead, to guide, to govern, to lead forth. It has the application or implication of a shepherd. Psalm 23, that great shepherd psalm talks about him leading us to green pastures and beside the still waters. You know, God has a path for you and I to walk. It's so easy to get off the path because we're all self-willed to a degree. We want to make the choices. We want to go the direction. We, we get distracted by things that look a little more alluring than they should. But if we will just follow our shepherd, integrity will guide us where God wants us. Psalm 78, 52 says, but made his own people to go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. Proverbs 20, verse 7, the just man, another variant of the word, walketh in his integrity. Psalm 26, verse 1, David said, judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord, therefore I shall not slide. What is he saying? My path is governed, it's directed by making the right decisions. Not the easy decisions, not the convenient decisions, but the right decisions in my integrity. And he said, it kept me from sliding. While we think of the word backsliding, the word is translated into English either to slip or to slide or to waver. Now, let's be honest, not every decision that we have to make is an easy decision. There's sometimes some very hard decisions. I'll tell you what clears away the smoke and makes it a lot easier. Not what's easiest, not what's most convenient, not what everybody else is doing. But that which is right. Just just make the right decision and let the rest of it work out. God says, the integrity of the upright or the righteous shall guide them. So verse number three is teaching us that if we will just make the right decisions, God will direct our steps. And it just makes everything so much easier. But now look at the contrast. But the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them perverseness, deceitfulness, sleight of hand, trickiness. Have you ever heard somebody say about somebody else, well, be careful if you're doing business with them. They're just a bit slippery. What do they mean? They're not not honest. They're not straight up. You can't trust what they say. They can smile. They can make it all appear good, but they don't have integrity. And and the verse says a person of that kind of character will ultimately be destroyed. Uh, Over a few chapters, Proverbs 15 and verse number four, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. So you see it in another application uh, regarding our speech. I was teaching in... uh, church admin class about deacons they're not to be double-tongued what does that word mean they're not to be political in their speech they're not to tell one person one thing and another person another thing the story needs to always be the truth this is it this is why this is the truth and that's the opposite of this word perverseness. So the verse is simply teaching that if we will walk in truth of character, wholeheartedly, with integrity, doing the right thing, God will give us the direction and guidance we need, which in contrast with those who are not with integrity, those who lack integrity, how they are destroyed by their deceitfulness. So integrity is gives guidance, number one. Number two, turn to Proverbs chapter 13. I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 19. We'll come back to chapter 13. Proverbs 19, verse 1 says, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Now look at Proverbs 13. Better is the poor that walketh in his his integrity than he that is perverse in his lips and is a fool. Proverbs 13, verse six. Righteousness keepeth him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overthroweth the sinner. Now uh, the word upright there is from the, the same root. So righteousness keepeth him. What does that mean? Well, the word keepeth means to guard, to uh, watch over, to uh, protect from danger. Uh, verse I've mentioned to you many times, Proverbs four twenty three: keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Same idea. It has the idea of being a watchman. So in Proverbs 13, 16, righteousness or integrity, uprightness will protect you. The second thing integrity does is it gives protection. And I'm not necessarily emphasizing physical protection. I'm talking about your testimony, your reputation. You know, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and it can be destroyed in a minute or two very easy but integrity protects it uh, one of the characteristics of a both a pastor and deacons are is there to be blameless and that means that they so live their lives that accusations may be made but nobody would believe it now sometimes you know there's failure and so on They're not sinless. That's not what the word blameless means. What the word blameless means is they live at such a high plane. They're they're above the top. They're, they're, They're striving after God so much that if somebody makes an accusation, others would stand back and say, you know, that may be true, but that's hard to believe. That's hard to believe. And that's how every Christian ought to live. We ought to live with integrity so that our testimony, our character can withstand the fiery darts of the evil one trying to destroy our testimony. A couple of Bible examples, one positive, one negative. In Genesis chapter 20, you remember the story when Abram said to Sarah, look, let's just tell Abimelech that you're my sister. It was sort of a half-truth Because if he knows you're my wife, he'll just kill me. You're such a beautiful and charactered woman. Let's not take that risk. Very, uh, very gracious of him to be self-serving like that, don't you think? And Abimelech, not knowing anything different, operating on what he was told, took Sarah, though nothing happened yet. God protected Abimelech from what would have been a catastrophic situation that he could have walked into innocently. Yeah, I can't tell you the number of times the Spirit of God has just put that red flag, that flashing light, you know, this isn't a good situation. Don't, don't, don't allow this person to get too close to you and the truth came out later. I didn't know anything. But in my innocence of trying to do the right thing, God protected me. And he does. When you have a heart for God that says, God, I know I'm a sinner saved by grace. I desperately need your strength. But I want my character to honor you. I want to have integrity. He will protect you. He'll keep you from putting yourself in that dangerous situation and so on. The negative illustration is 2 Samuel chapter 15. Remember, Absalom was going to get revenge on his half-brother Amnon. And he invited 200 to come to this big party. And the Bible says in 2 Samuel 15, 11, that they went in their simplicity. Now Absalom had a, a, an agenda. But God protected them because they went in their simplicity. They went in their integrity and so on psalm 25 verse 21 let integrity and uprightness preserve me for i wait on thee and what's interesting is the hebrew word translated preserve there in proverbs 25 21 is the same hebrew word translated keepeth in proverbs 13 verse 6 The point I'm making is we can't know every danger. We don't see every minefield. We can't be aware of every dangerous situation. But if our heart is pure before God and our effort is to live wholehearted for God in integrity, God will not only guide us, but he will preserve us. One more truth and our time is gone. Turn to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20, look at verse number seven. Now let's read verse six. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find. The just man walketh in his integrity. Notice the second half of the verse. His children are blessed after him. His children are blessed after him Proverbs 13 says a good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just and I've often said to you you know I don't really personally believe that it's wise to leave a ton of money to your kids the stories of them being ruined are great I would recommend every believer honor God first in their will whether it's a percentage, whether it's an amount, to the church where you're a member, that your, your heirs know that God had first place in your life. In the Jan of My Will, it says, this percentage of all of our worldly goods, which may not be much, but it's our intention's right, this percentage goes to the church where we are members if we were to die, before the children get anything. We want a testimony for that. I've served in the board of BIMI almost every meeting. Somebody leaves a behest when they die in their will. Here's $50,000 to help the ministry go forward. Uh, I think the largest one I remember was $150,000. There may have been larger ones, I'm not sure. But what a testimony to the heirs. You know, everybody wants to leave something behind. You know what? It doesn't matter how much money you leave behind, it'll one day be gone. But if you leave a testimony for integrity, it lasts forever. What does John say in 3 John verse 4? I have no greater joy than to hear my children walk in truth. You know, I've done a lot of funerals and it's always a blessing when I know it by my own observation but I see it played out in the family that the heart for God and the focus on God and the loyalty to God is passed down. doesn't matter how much finances go on. You know, if you walk in integrity, ladies and gentlemen, and your kids see you make hard decisions, but right decisions, that will impact them. Now they have a choice, obviously. And some, for whatever reason, want to turn away from God and, and you know, reject the opportunities they had. But There will always be those who say, you know what? I watched this pattern in my parents and I'm going to carry it beyond and even more so. Integrity, Proverbs 20 verse 7, the just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. You'd be better off to give your children an example of character and loyalty to God, first and foremost, with a right heart and they saw that what you said on Sunday is how you lived on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, then to leave them a big pile of money. It's it's a blessing. So integrity will give guidance. Integrity gives protection and integrity, a life of integrity leaves a legacy. Dr. Bob Jones, Sr. Old Methodist evangelist, known for his quotes, you can look them up online. There's uh, books of them, but he used to preach in Bob Jones College when he would preach chapel. Young people, do right till the stars fall. But do right, and you know what? It's got a pithy kind of a you know statement there, but it's memorable. Do right. Till the stars fall. Do right when it's easy. Do right when it's hard. Do right when the crowd is. Do right when nobody is. Do right when it's convenient. Do right when it's not. What was he saying? Live a life of integrity and watch God bless.